everyone, and welcome to the Hi-Fi Preschool and Kids Weekly Training Podcast. We are so excited that you are joining us for another week as we dive into the fourth session of February. I can't believe, I mean, February is practically gone. There's only like 28 days, so it's almost, it's, it's gone. It's gone. It's over. But I am so excited to be joined here by the amazing Crystal and the amazing Rachel, two of our Hi-Fi editors. Um, We are so excited to have them on the podcast today as we jump into this last week of I Spy, of Mission Possible. Are you all singing the song now with us? Mission Mission Possible. Oh, it's like stuck in my head. (laughs) Yes, it's there. It's there. So you're all singing the song with us. Um, But we are so excited that you are joining us as we look at the story from Acts 16, The Unknown God. And we're going to jump a little bit more into that story in a second. But before we do, we always like to ask a question here at the beginning of the podcast, kind of a connection question, if you will. So today's question is, in Hi-Fi in general, we talk about memorable church leaders or influences, like especially in the book Flip the Script. If you haven't checked it out, go check it out. But... (laughs) Question for you, who is a memorable influence in your spiritual life? Crystal, do you have one? Um, I have, I feel like, too many to name. So I'm like racking through my brain. I'm like, who do I want to talk about? So um, I would definitely probably say uh, Julia is her name. Um, and she's actually a current mentor of mine, but she has been for years. Um, I did not start really loving and following Jesus until I was an adult. Um, So I don't have, I would say, a ton of stories about being a kid and having great spiritual influences. But um, Julia is a woman who actually came to our church years ago, um, and she had recently lost her husband. She'd been married to a pastor for years and years and years. He died of cancer, and she came and was just so, her, her girls were all, like her youngest was a, senior in high school, I think. And so her girls were pretty much grown and um, just was this woman who wanted to meet with women and just share with them about scripture, but also just be an incredible example of what following God is like. And so I got to, I've gotten to meet with her for years and years. Um, I've gotten to witness her. uh, She ended up, I think five years, maybe after her husband had passed, she remarried and she actually married her brother's best friend when they were kids that she had the biggest crush on. He never got (laughs) married and they ended up getting married. And I just think that that story is so cool, but um, she's just been a really great influence on my life about what it means to love and follow the Lord. So that's really neat. Yeah. That's awesome that you had like, even like as adults, we can have influences right now. And I think that is so important for us to remember. Rachel, what about you? Um, In childhood, my biggest spiritual influences were my parents. Mm. Um, I would say watching them um, read God's Word and lead in church and um, giving my sisters and I space to ask questions and question and learn. And um, I think that was incredible for us in Mm -hmm. our development spiritually. Um, I would say in adulthood, um, there's a lady, she's a a missionary, and her name is Miss Sandy. And um, I got to serve with her every summer when I was on uh, summer missions in college. And the way she knew every child's name, every adult's name, the way it could be, we could be in a really fancy church and she would treat people with love and respect, or we could be um, out at 
um, a hot meal feeding homeless, and she would know their names, and she would treat them with the same exact amount of love and respect, mm. and remember prayer requests from weeks past, and remember things about their lives. Um, that was just a big influence on me, learning about how um, to treat people like Jesus would. I love that. That's so good, Rachel. Yeah, I love, I think fa- having family as one of those influences, that is so important. Mm-hmm. I know for me, my dad was a huge part of that. Um, I recently, well, I'm going through the adoption process and they ask you tons of questions. And one of the questions they asked me is describe your dad one word. And I said, coach, not only because oh. he was there to just walk alongside awesome. me, give me the basics that I need to know, but he was also there to celebrate the big wins. But then he was also there when like as a team, when you lost, he felt it just as much. And I think that was something really cool. And I'm very thankful for with my dad that he kind of was that coach both in life, but also spiritually. But someone else that was really one of those big influences for me as a kid, her name was Mrs. Estrada, and she taught (laughs) our missions class at uh, church. And she had a huge heart for missions. Uh, She was from Brazil. And she would teach this missions class about 30 minutes before every Sunday morning. And you could sign up and go. And it was so much fun. And it was one of those first times where I remember, like, I went to Sunday school. I went to children's church growing up. But it was one okay. of those times where I, it was the first time that I realized, oh, doing like learning about God can be fun because she made it tons of fun. But she also helped us, like, really see that we could live a life that showed other people who Jesus is. We got to meet people from Brazil that she would bring in. We got to go on little mini missions trips around our city. It was so much fun. And that even how I do ministry, I feel like is a lot is a lot because of how she ministered and she was an influence on me. Hey, uh, Isaac, was her husband's name Eric? No, (laughs) no. He was a, he was an Eric Estrada from Chips. <laughs> no, no, I mean not that I know. Nine year old Isaac had no idea if he was. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Sorry, sorry, sorry. That's all I could think. As soon as she said Mrs. Estrada, I'm like, oh, maybe she was yeah. married to Eric. Estrada. Okay, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Nine year old Isaac had no idea. He was just really excited to get an arrow from Brazil. Like that okay. was like the highlight of nine year old Isaac's life right there. All right. All right. Well, as we talk about these influences, these people that come into our lives this week, we are telling kids, we are helping them understand how God shows us himself through his people. And I think, Rachel, I know we were talking a little bit before the podcast. And one thing that you said that was so cool was that it's not just we're not helping kids see God through people in general, but specifically through his people, through the Mm -hmm. people who are following him, Mm -hmm. that when they look up to people in the church, when they look up to people in their family, when they look up to people that are following God, what are they seeing and how can they see God in that? So question for you all is. As kids are living in a world that is becoming more and more secular, that there are less of those influences in their lives, how can we help kids see this shift as an opportunity rather than a threat? The shift from a more uh, cultural, like cultural Christian world to a more secular world. How can they see that as an opportunity rather than a threat? Um, I think that's such a great question, Isaac, because I know one thing that I think about, too, even with this question is that like Gen Alpha kids right now don't really know that. Um, It tends to be more the parents and the grandparents that are noticing this. Mm 
Hmm. about um, our world is, and again, it depends on like where you grew up and how you grew up and things like that, but that it just feels like our world is getting more and more secular. Um, Christianity feels like that you're finding less and less Christians and Christian influencers. And so often the response to that can sort of be like that, you know, circle the wagons and let's make sure that we're, we're providing these like safe, insulated places for kids so they're not being influenced by this secular culture. But rather than saying we don't want kids to be influenced by the secular culture, what we should say is we want kids to influence the secular culture. Like the darker mm. it gets, the brighter our lights can shine. And we get to help kids see and understand that, you know what, you might go to a school or you might live in an apartment building or you might be in a city where there doesn't seem to be a lot of people who are loving and following Jesus. But that means that as you do, you get to shine his light and his love and share his truth everywhere that you go. You are different when you love and follow Jesus and people will see that about you. And so um, don't think of the world as a scary place with all of these threats and you know, there's there's people that are going to come after you and they're going to disagree with you and all this kind of stuff. But instead, think of it as you have an opportunity to shine light. You have an opportunity to point people to Jesus. And if you are in a place where you feel like you're the only one who believes this, it's so great that you're there because if you weren't there, then nobody would be there shining light. And so it's actually an incredible opportunity that kids have nowadays to point other people to Jesus in our culture and in our society. That's so right. And I know we don't talk about the student material on this podcast because this is the preschool and kids. But one really cool thing that the pre, uh, the student hi-fi uh, resource does is they actually have a section called cultural shift. And it's something mm. that they have questions. They have conversation starters with the students about, hey, how can we take what we have learned today like make it part of our identity, but also make mm -hmm. it a way that we can shape the culture that we live in right now. And I think that's such an awesome opportunity. So if you haven't checked out the student materials, be sure you're doing that. Um, but mm -hmm. another thing, Crystal, that you said is that this is an opportunity. And one thing that I love from the story in Acts 17 is that with these um, when they, when Paul was looking at all of the gods, there was this unknown God because the people realized that they had a need. They realized mm -hmm. that something was missing and they were just waiting for someone to come and tell them. And that's mm -hmm. where these kids can fill that gap. That's where these kids can find those opportunities to have these questions to say, hey, there you feel like you're missing something in your life. Hey, you have these questions. Well, when we look to scripture, we can find the answers. So God did send Paul to Athens. God sent him to all of these other places to help these people know and trust about Jesus. So what are some unique ways where kids can find places right here, right now, maybe those practical ways that they can share Jesus with the people around them? Yeah, I know. I think about um, like with our own kids, uh, my kids, and I think about how, you know, we our job isn't to, to hold them close and shield them, but it's to steward them and shepherd them so that they can mm -hmm. be sent people like we are. And so I know um, there are just incredible ways to teach kids to share Jesus where we are by preparing them at school instead of 
saying, oh, I heard something I don't understand or I heard something um, that maybe I've not been exposed to before or someone believes differently than me. Um, but equip them to share Jesus, have those conversations, talk it out with them and teach them how to share Jesus in those moments at school with friends who may not believe or may have questions. Um, leverage those opportunities when they're at soccer or where they're at dance or mm. swim, you know, to connect with people who don't know Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the best ways you can um, teach your children to share Jesus is model it. And so as parents yeah. also look for ways to be with the world, to connect with people and mm. to share Jesus. I know we had our kids in a dance class um, when they were younger, and we were the only family that attended church in that class. But then slowly, a lot of people we knew began joining it. And so we ended up having to switch dance classes because the reason we did extracurricular activities was to share Jesus. And so we had to switch classes so that we could have new people to talk to. Um, but I awesome. think um, empowering them to share Jesus and modeling it are really important. Hmm. Absolutely. I'm going to create a sound effect for every time I mention disc golf on this podcast, but that is actually why I jumped into disc golf because it was a way that I found that I could get outside of my church, outside of the people that were in my circle and talk to people who I didn't get to talk to on a regular basis Mm -hmm. or that were outside of my cultural norm. But I do want to actually share one really quick story of um, a way that I got to see someone like influence a child in a really cool way. Um, because it kind of has to do, Rachel, with what you were talking about of, hey, put them, have them be in situations where that natural conversation can just start. And the person that was the influencer was actually another kid in the ministry. Mm. And it was really cool because this little girl had been baptized um, at our, like we, our church had had like a baptism event and she she had been baptized. She'd been planning it for weeks and she was so excited. And she actually came to children's ministry that morning. She was telling everyone she was wearing her um, made new baptism shirt. And then she went and was baptized. She came back, she was still soaked and she shared it with all of her class. And then um, she went to school and the little boy sitting next to her was actually in her um, part of her team, part of her small group at church. That's awesome. And he started asking her like, hey, uh, you said you got baptized. What does that mean? And mm. then they just kind of started having conversations, honestly, for the, about the next four months. And some of them were just, hey, what are you eating for lunch that day? But some of them were, hey, I was learning about this in the Bible. What does this mean? And because he knew she had been baptized and she was a Christian following Jesus, he felt comfortable asking her those questions. And slowly but surely, six months later, this little boy got baptized and he wanted her to be there because they had had so many conversations about um, baptism. And I'm friends with this little girl's dad and she was talking or he was talking to her saying, hey, you you shared Jesus with him. And she goes, no, no, I didn't. We just we were just talking. And I think that's so important for kids to understand that sharing Jesus isn't going and saying, hey, these are the three things you need to know, or hey, this is the gospel. <laughs> but they're just conversations that you can have while you're sitting at lunch, while you're uh, hanging out at the playground. When they just have a question, you are there to answer. And that is how you can share Jesus with the people around you. I so we talk a lot about these flip relationships um, mm-hmm. that are from the book Flip the Script. So, Crystal, I want to ask you, how do flip relationships really help kids grow in their faith? 
Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's obviously it's something that we're so passionate about with Hi-Fi is this idea of relationships, right? And with this story from Act 17, kids kind of see two different things. Number one is that God has put people in our lives that will help us grow in our faith, that we can know who God is and what he says through these people who love him and are following him. But then we also get to help kids see that you can also be one of those people that is helping others know who God is. And it's just, it's such a, it's such a big full thing. And again, with flip the script, if you, if you've seen that, we talk about this spiritual pathway and that you're going to have some kids that show up in your ministry and they are like, they are, they, they know all the Bible stories. They have been baptized. They are rearing and ready to go to be that influencer. And then you've also got kids that this might be their first time. They've never heard anything before and they are ready to be influenced. And so you know, we're all always kind of just moving back and forth, which is just, it's a really cool thing of our levels of influencing and needing influencers. Um, but with Flip the Script, one of the things that they identified is that there's four key relationships that really help kids grow in their faith. And that's actually what Flip stands for. So the F is for friends, the L is for leaders, the I is for influencers, and the P is for pastors. And so, you know, friends, again, it's that relationship of how, how great it is for us to grow in our faith when we have brothers and sisters that are, you know, the same age as us, the same life stage as us and all that kinds of stuff. And we are iron sharpening iron and helping one another grow in our faith and know God and follow him. Um, leaders, this is, I'm sure we have a lot of leaders that are listening right now. These are going to be the kids ministry people who are showing up week after week after week that know that kid, that they're praying for that kid, they're sharing the gospel, they're sharing their own life and being that example. Um, I is kind of this word that we use to sort of encapsulate all these other people who would be influencers in that child's life. So influencers would be parents and grandparents. Influencers could be those incredible like high schoolers who are popping in and they're, you know, being goofy or they're running the tech and kids just think that they're the coolest in the world. Um, and then of course as pastors, like what mm. it means for a kid to know who their pastor is and to feel known by that pastor. And, you know, I just got to give a shout out that if you don't know with Hi-Fi, we actually provide you within a, with what we call a flip it event every single month. So every single month we give you, and we call it an, um, we just officially said what we're calling it, Rachel. What did we say? Uh, it's simple to plan and easy to run. <laughs> We've yes. gone back and forth ever <laughs> since Hi-Fi started of what are we calling this? It's a simple to plan and easy to run event that you could have um, before church, after church, during church, whatever it would be, but it's specifically geared towards helping kids build one of those relationships. So um, uh, this is February, and I do believe that it's specifically about helping them to build that relationship with their leader. Um, mm. And so every single month we have a flip it event that's all about helping kids build relationships with one another, helping them build relationships with their leaders, helping them build relationships with their, their family and the other adults that are around them, and then helping them build relationships with their pastors because... Research has shown that helping kids have these people, again, 
like God shows us himself through his people, through other people who are loving and following him. Research has shown that kids having these influences in these in their lives, these relationships will help them grow a lifelong relationship with Jesus, which honestly, is that not what we all want for these kids? Absolutely. Yes. So I love as we get to sit down with kids, with preschoolers this week to show them that God does show himself through his people. And my Mm -hmm. prayer for you is that you take this seriously this week, that we go in with a heart of prayer saying, hey, God, how can I be used to show someone you this week? Mm-hmm. We it's I know it feels like a lot of pressure sometimes, but the great thing is, is that we can have that pressure kind of relieved from us when we say, God, you are in control. Help us follow you. Give us the words to say. Give us mm-hmm. the, the things to do so that we can show these kids who you are this week. We are so excited that you have joined us for the Hi-Fi Preschooling Kids Weekly Training Podcast. If you are not part of our Facebook group, be sure to check that out. We are always answering questions. We're always posting fun things. Be sure to check that out. But until next time, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.